This is Nine Deeps of Space, and today we are watching The Passenger. I am Van Velding, and this is like my tenth time watching Deep Space Nine. I'm Kit, and this is my first time watching Deep Space Nine. And I like that you keep changing the number of how many times you've watched it. Keeps it, us on our toes. It's because I'm super forgetful. My intention was to do <laughs> ten, and then once we got into new territory, it'd be nine again. So I was like, oh, look, it's nine, like the station number. But I just keep forgetting. So... Uh, That's fine. I I can definitely understand that. Yeah. Uh, you ready? Yes. All right. And three, two, one, engage. As we're told in the title card, it's Kira and Bashir on a runabout. There we go. That's the episode. Yeah. Congratulations. Beginning, middle, and end. <laughs> two act play. One act play. Two characters. <laughs> so does the tricorder thing ever come up again that it, it's not very good at detecting if someone's dead uh no no that's just like you <laughs> know there are limits to technology with human intuition is pretty good so that's true and then he does like this is another case where we see that he is a legitimately good doctor yes <laughs> Kira's face uh, exactly <laughs> matches my face here Right, oh, yeah. Bashir is much cuter when he shuts the fuck up. He is, he is, she's giving him an unforced compliment, and he's like, "You're absolutely right." <laughs> it's like, I like how she's about to tell him, "Hey," she doesn't get to though. The writers have said said she can't. Yeah, I mean, there's no telling how that scene ends where they yell at each other over him being a jerk and <laughs> you know, her being angry that he's a jerk. So. <laughs> I don't I think mean, she's angry. I think she's just like, hey, buddy, maybe you should tone it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Just friendly advice. Like, I think I think she likes him. Not not as infatuated with him, but... Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> understands that he has faults and, and she takes them good-naturedly. Yeah, and then she tries to, like, give him credit for his strengths. Yes. Which is a good thing to do. I I like how there's very little oxygen left, so they make sure to use it wisely by yelling as loud as they can. <laughs> I just love that they're like, wow, that environment's pretty bad over there. Should we bring over, like, breathing masks when we beam nah. over? Nah. We'll tough it up. <laughs> we made it better. I like how someone over. wakes up and she's like, what happened? And he's like, you passed out. Oh, thanks. Didn't notice that part. It's a sharp medical diagnosis. <laughs> Only a true healer could tell me such things. <laughs> We're kind of intrigued, though, when she's like, hey, you got No, let him, please, for God's sakes. And he's, but he's a doctor. That's, that's a Hippocratic Oath thing. He can't just leave the dude. Yeah, he's a Starfleet guy, so he's not too concerned. Yeah. Like, what could he do that's so, so terrible? He doesn't deserve to be saved. So. Which... To be fair to Bashir, that's a pretty safe assumption. Someone's completely passed out. They're probably yeah. fine. <laughs> um, I like that Kira pops in there with the, the firefighting equipment. Yeah, just just get get that fire done. As, as stupid as it is for them to beam over without checking anything, <laughs> um, the, the firefighting gear is a nice touch of, you know, groundedness. Yes. How these things go. 
And again, she's she's approaching a problem head on and yeah, getting it. So she gets yeah. I didn't notice that that she like got his hand out or was trying to to loosen his grip. Yeah. So, and thus we learn the dynamic and multifaceted character of Vantica. <laughs> I'm sure it won't come up again. This guy's a character that's going to drive the next 45 minutes of your life. <laughs> and at the end of it, you're going to think, wow, he was good at that. <laughs> Immediately, as soon, I, I don't know what audiences back in the, the 90s thought, but as soon as he grabbed Bashir's neck like that, I was like, oh yeah, he's like transported <laughs> his spirit inside Bashir somehow, even though that doesn't make sense for this genre. It doesn't. He's well, totally inside the Doctor. A quarter of this We'd... episode is explaining how that's possible. <laughs> Which is cute. It's cute when Star Trek does that. Yeah. Finding, <laughs> finding some sort of quasi-science reason for obviously fantasy things to happen. They try so hard. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, TNG had a lot of ghosts in it that they never explained, so <laughs> I might go easy on Deep Space Nine. Yeah. I mean, a lot of ghosts. I know what you're <laughs> thinking. A couple of ghosts, but no, a lot of ghosts. It's It was just shocking in the rewatch. Um, all the ghosts in DS9 are like dudes, and you're like, okay, I get your deal, ghost. You're not just like a ghost you're like a dude so anyway yeah. <laughs> uh but vantica i mean vantica. i think it, i think if you figured it out we try to keep the ending kind of obscure until we get to it so you like discover it alongside of us but if you figure the vantica thing out in the teaser I, we don't need to pretend <laughs> it's it no it was so obvious instantly they almost got me with the redirect yeah i was like nah nah they're just they're just doing this to mess with me yeah so, nice little camera shot through the, the yeah. little spaces in our, our sick bay. Yeah, cool sick bay. The original plot had a romance here, and I'm glad they. Oh they my god! On that, yeah. So in the Ugh. original plot, she was Vantica, which is a little Ugh. predictable. But okay. they had a romance, but then uh. Vantica planted a bomb on the station, so he had to be like, "Oh, I need to let her out so she can channel." Vantica to find a bomb and then Vantica <laughs> turns on him and I'm like look you don't need to channel the secret serial killer inside of you to find a serial killer that's a pretty disappointing story okay yeah no knowing knowing the original script uh, this, is def this is definitely better definitely an improvement yeah so again I mean I, I can see how Bashir is one of the more attractive dudes in Trek but I don't see how he's so attractive he can drive a bunch of romance storylines. Well, that's never... Mm, I don't know. Because, like, Kirk got every every tale. He got all the tale that he wanted. Um, was he that... I guess he was pretty cute. He's, he's, but he was also a captain. Yeah. And a lot of the times when Kirk sleeps with someone, he is, he is seducing women as part of a honeypot to escape from a tight space. Um, yeah. Kirk uses his sexuality as a weapon when he is powerless. <laughs> um, 
it's admirably gender forward um <laughs> i mean you know contextualized as a man is it's a power of his and not like his only tool it's kind of like yeah. it's kind of like how the mini skirts are are now seen as kind of vaguely sexist but <laughs> at the time it, that you know the woman the female actors were like yeah this is great because because the the cultural zai uh shoot zeitgeist zeitgeist thank you was that that was liberation for women to be able to wear more attractive clothing you know it's liberating for women sticking a knife in a dude's chest because fuck that guy (laughs) (laughs) i this entire time i was like just cut his just cut his head off yeah i don't know why this is difficult he's a humanoid just full undead rules man oh man yeah have unless, people never seen zombies unless he's a sponge vampires? dude like that one episode of tng <laughs> but like yeah uh cork that's good <laughs> cork is fun he is yeah because he wants to get with dax yes he's like hey i got a shot <laughs> <laughs> It's ambitious. Um, <laughs> it's, from, from my technical yes. understanding that Terry Farrell is a very attractive woman and that the Ferengi are considered incredibly ugly. Um, you know. like, <laughs> I, like under- I'm going to get her with my coffee machine. Which actually, you know, thinking about it, that's, that's, that's a pretty good shot. If you yeah. have like a programmer type or like a super, someone who's super into research. Yeah, having a coffee machine gives you a leg up for sure. Yeah, yeah. In the last episode, she was just talking about, you know, drinking coffee and doing that. Yep. So, yeah. So. Cork has the energy of like a, a little yappy dog, right? He's trying he to go after all the big dogs. He's like super, like, you know how, how little yappy dogs will be super aggressive and their behavior yeah. is like completely untenable, but everyone forgives them because they're tiny. Yeah. That's yeah. That's Cork's energy here. Oh yeah, definitely. So, I like his his tenacity. Yes. Um, his optimism, and I think a lot of you know people say like America is an optimistic country. We're also a fairly capitalist country, um, and it's like, well, to have so many people willing to throw themselves off a cliff on like the promise of a financial future, like you have to be optimistic until you yeah. hit the ground. <laughs> it's so depressing, but yes. Sorry. It's Does a... anyone? <laughs> oh, go ahead. It's an Odo scene. I'm entitled to be depressing. <laughs> Does anyone ship Odo and Dax? Odo and Dax? <laughs> Dax, yes. Sorry. I've I've never seen an Odo Dax ship. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Odo Cork, yes. Dax Kira, lots. Um, but not not Odo Dax. They they do get an episode together. Oh, okay. Um. I guess they don't have chemistry on screen. Uh, but there was there was that comment about how Odo and Dax are, are similar in that they're kind of loners. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, they also, you know, she's a scientist and he's a detective, basically. So they mm-hmm. both like solving mysteries. Mm-hmm. So when they do get an episode together, it's going to be a mystery episode. Sweet. Um, yeah. So... But there, there's a lot of synergy there. I just kind of wish they had, had more of it. Like you always, in a good, um, was that ensemble cast? You kind of want everybody to connect with everybody in some kind of way. 
Yeah. And usually what you get is you get clumps of people that connect, like, via one line to another clump of people. Yeah. So. That's kind of what DS9 is up. DS9 is up being a big circle, but... Yeah. Excuse me. It's good, though. We're getting the, the expository dialogue we need. But to yeah. that Starfleet security officer uh, did not... Did not uh, have a very nice way of introducing himself. No. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a jackass. I believe that's what we're supposed to understand of Pimmon. Pimmon? Yes. Pimmon. It was like, I feel like somewhere, Rick Berman, or maybe someone else, said, oh, oh, Call Meany's out there filming a TV show, and he looks at the cast, he's like, I feel like I need a white man. Can we put, <laughs> put a white man on here? It'd make me feel a lot more secure about things. With with a regional accent, right? Because he's he's got that southern drawl just a little bit. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and reject Primmon as one of the southern <laughs> characters of Star Trek. He can't be But you can it. hear it, right? When you say it, I kind of get it. I kind of feel like he's he's giving me a, a San Francisco from Alien Nation type of, type of vibe. Mm, where I'm not very good at accents. It's kind of easy, but not really... I don't know. I don't like Primmon. I'm not supposed to like Primmon either. So maybe, maybe that's why I'm I'm like deflecting it. I don't I don't need Diet O'Brien. I need to identify with that. So. Maybe I don't know. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm basically what? from North Carolina. We we moved here when I was super young. So that's fair. Maybe his accent is similar to this this specific area because you know Southern accents aren't. Uh, a monolith right that's true so and north north carolina is flat on top but north carolina is flat on bottom no it's flat on top it is flat on top yeah okay i'm thinking yeah i'm thinking virginia yeah you're right yeah okay and that that's that's southern enough you're flat on top and not florida you're in So Cisco did, gave him a good dressing down, though. He, yeah. he made it very clear to him, like, look, no, quit it. Yeah. Stop. You know, we send people to these different places in Starfleet to learn from the new cultures and new new organizations. Yeah. Not just to, like, smack down, not just to do, not to put our system on top of these things, but to adapt, to understand things. So. A common mistake of Starfleet security officers when placed in Deep Space Nine. I honestly think that he did a good job with this apology. This seemed like a good apology from him. <laughs> he says, I have to respect your opinion. I think that's uh, <clears throat> interesting. You should respect his authority. Oh, maybe. Is that too deep of a cut? All right. He might be put off because because Odo is very very. Um, I keep losing words. I'm sorry. Yeah. Odo is, is uneffective, right? He doesn't say thank you. He's like, "Yep, whatever," which which might throw the Starfleet guy off. Yeah. So, so uh, Odo's not one for for pleasantries. Usually, he uh, he kind of tries to show how he feels through what he does. Yes. So. And when he gives someone begrudging respect, it's supposed to have some kind of meaning to it. Yes. Um, and we see that um, Vatica 
uh, inputs uh, little bobby tables into the Starfleet database. Yeah. Bantica. Yeah. Somehow. Bantica, excuse me. Yeah. So. No, no, no I, they don't even pronounce it right in the show. They <laughs> pronounce it different ways at different times. So. The actress who plays, uh, oh shoot, I don't, I don't have her name. I had to open in a tab, but I closed to make my internet better. Um, you know, she ends up in uh, Next Generation episode. She's playing a different alien. Oh. Oh. But, uh, it's called Gambit. She plays one of the aliens in Gambit. So Cool. But yeah. So now we're getting a little more exposition about um, Bantica still being alive. Yes. And why he did what why he used this method and why it was possible, right? So the viewer can't yeah. be like, well, why could he so-and-so? Right. Kira's just like, we we can't use the computers. We lock that down. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, find someone they're vulnerable because yep. it's necessary for operations. So. Which is, you know, that's a good way to get people's vulnerabilities. The, the you know, if you have a pathway that people need for you to do business, like you can't shut that down. And so that's a way to, yep. to get to people. So. It so, is yeah. a little weird that Kara seemed to challenge her there. Yeah. But I guess they're all very skeptical that Vantica's around still. I mean, he died. And Dr. Bashir is like, I'm an expert on people who aren't technically dead yet the miracle max of star trek and he's dead he's really dead <laughs> she puts a knife in him and it's like well i mean he's not any less alive <laughs> it made her feel bad better yeah valid valid to shove knives in your lifelong nemeses stabbing can give you an intense sense of emotional security <laughs> so. so there we go he used to be a prison warden who use his inmates to unethically research immortality? Yeah. I feel like He's that's a bad dude. Yeah. But he apparently made some progress with it. So. Yeah. Yeah. In some way or another. So. Get that. Uh, the the elixir of life. Yeah, because I mean, it's at this fine. point, uh, we know he's alive, even though he yeah. died. So, and we know from a few episodes ago, you can make clones. So now, again, like, Star Trek just has the immortality serums. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, just copy all your brain cells to your, your clone. You're good. It's fine. It's fine. So. <laughs> Here's the one where Odo wants to resign. I think Odo actually is overreacting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. He is. He is definitely overreacting. One, there should have been an email about this. <laughs> there should Fair. have been, uh, you know, someone going, hey, Odo, we're going to have a new guy. And he's going to be Starfleet and he's going to be doing security stuff. <laughs> he is going to be check one above, below, beside you. <laughs> so. I like you, but calm down, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Although it is nice that Cisco does not tell him to calm down, even though he should. Yeah. He should calm down. It's like, man, get some Xanax or whatever helps you people relax. <laughs> Just... Just be be in a nice bucket for a while. Just go be in a bucket. <laughs> yeah. 
Put a velvet blanket in it. I don't know. Yeah. Get a Cookie Monster blanket, put it around the bucket, and keep it warm. <laughs> <laughs> so. Then he, you know, he affirms Odo's uh, position in the hierarchy. Yes. He respects Odo's authority. Yeah. Um, which, again, should have been made clear from the start. Like, I, yeah. I'm not coming down on Cisco specifically. I came down on Picard a lot in season one. Of, mm-hmm. of TNG because he runs an awful ship. He, <laughs> they're just, look, people on the Enterprise see things happen and they're like, wow, that's some weird space shit. Anyway. <laughs> no, you should report that. That should be expected of you. <laughs> Picard ran a dangerously loose ship in seasons one and two. So yeah. I'm not coming down just on Cisco, but a lot of these admin kerfluffles are Cisco either needing a personal assistant or just not administrating on his own. Yeah, yeah, that's so. true. Anyway. Now we see Quark being an obsequious toad. <laughs> just, like, combing the floor for dropped pieces of latinum. It's like, <laughs> wow. He's just that greedy. Yeah. So. Very, very much gremlin energy. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, it works. That's some money. It's like, I, I had it worked out. I've kind of lost it. The difference between slips, strips, and bars of Latin, like how much there may be worth in dollars. But I think I think a regular bar is like 20 bucks. A slip is like a buck or two. So it's like, you know, it's, it's a couple bucks. Yeah. So we should probably talk about how television's changed at this point. <laughs> Because, um, yeah, you mentioned how quickly you caught on to this because like, yeah. you've seen so many tropes. Um, and I can hear this is Bashir's voice. Well, what's more is you can see him for like three frames. Really? Yeah. Oh, dang. So if you're watching this on TV in the 90s, there's nothing you can do about that. It's quicker than the reveal of the prisoner. Prisoner burn. So, uh, like, but, but now you can just like reverse it and go back and you be like, oh, that's him. Yeah. So, there you go for just a second. Oh, yes. I see. I see. So, um, okay. Uh, and, (laughs) like, no, go past that corridor. He's walking. He's not running out of full sprint. (laughs) I feel like maybe Quark doesn't want to confront whoever that was. That's true. Um, so yeah, and it's like, you know, we, we've seen so many tropes at this point where it's like, well, you've seen all the tricks, all the body double tricks, <laughs> and you've seen yeah. like all the little clues that are put up there, You're like, well, who's it going to be? You know, if, if there's like a locker room mystery, the dead guy was, the dead guy is probably the murderer, the first dead guy. <laughs> he just yeah. faked his death. And if, you know, someone's dead, but they're still alive, they, their brain's probably somewhere else. So it means that a lot of media these days feels really meta. Yeah. I don't know if you watched Community at all. Uh, a little. I did not get very far, but a little. Fair enough. Um, it starts off being like a fairly stock but kind of quirky sitcom, but then it gets really meta a lot. Um, and it kind of rides on that and doing like homages to other TV shows and dramas and things. 
Um, but like it, it worked because it was very aware of itself and very aware of what it's doing. Yes. Um, I think a lot of movies kind of do that where you're like, oh, we kind of know this trope, but we're just going to, you know, we expect you to know it. it. Yeah. You could yeah. make an entire movie where people expect things because of convention and tropes. And then you could subvert those expectations in that yeah. movie. For Theoretically. Dollars. <laughs> Hypothetically. <laughs> Hypothetically. So I'm not saying that movie wouldn't have good parts of it. I'm just saying you could do it. <laughs> the worst part is I don't actually know what movie you're referring to because oh. there's a lot of candidates. That's true. I, the Last Jedi is the Ur example. Yes. Okay. I was wondering. Yeah. Oh. I was. I was going to say in in some cases they might actually do it too much. And yeah, that's also what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like maybe just let your movie be your movie. So, but yeah, um, context changes things. Yes. I'd like to directors see directors should maybe read a little bit less of the internet. <laughs> I don't know yeah. Look. If people predict the ending to your long-running franchise, suck it up and write it with quality, okay? Yeah. yeah. Don't just, like, reverse everything and go, ooh. <laughs> she went crazy. <laughs> it's, it's not what you expected. Like, that's not actually that valuable. No, it isn't. Like, it's, it's hard to take things we expect and then do something surprising yet clever with it. The or you can be clever but not good. Go on. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I, I I will not elaborate further. No, 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 no. I can see David Lynch. Go full David Lynch. I respect that. <laughs> um, we did we did skip the part I think where uh, where they talked about how oh they're not. You, People don't use a lot of their brain, which I hate. I hate that myth. I hate it. I hate it. It's the worst. I, I had no... Huh? Go ahead. I had no reluctance to that as a kid. So this is... I mean, I get it. Like, it's not correct, but this is all you. Just... Yeah. So so for since I was a kid, the myth has been... you. It's a pop science thing. You only use 10% yeah. of your brain at the time. At a time. Um, right. Or you only use 10% of your brain. And that was based on, like, a really, if I recall correctly, people are going to, like, look it up and be like, no, kid's an idiot. But if I recall correctly, that was based on, like, scans that showed you only use a small portion of your brain at a time. And yeah. even when I was, like, eight, I was like, that's, you only use 10% of your brain total? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Because it's not true. That's stupid. Different parts of your brain do different things. Duh. Yeah. And that's, like, that's ex accepted as as science because yeah duh but also people are still like oh you only use 10 percent of your brain. like no you don't yeah. stop it stop saying it i hate it yeah it'd be nice to have a doctor on staff for star trek but they don't <laughs> so well probably like this this was the 90s so that myth was very very popular at that point yeah. you don't really hear it much anymore no you don't because we have the internet, and we have way worse memes to spread through culture. <laughs> and they're they're always making new ones. They are always making new ones. There's factories that make it. Yeah. <laughs> so meme factories. Yeah, yeah. So and we're we're at this point supposed to think that she is trying to 
do something for them, to mm. them, excuse me. But instead she gets attacked by an unknown assailant. Right. And we're not sure there is an unknown assailant. She may have just thrown herself over the balcony to blame Vantica. Maybe. But that's that's not very smart. No. Not not at that fall distance. No. Maybe the, the Copliads can really take a fall. <laughs> that's true, maybe. <laughs> but yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But I mean if you want to throw again, if you want someone to not be suspected of being the bad guy, you can kill him. Next best thing is is an accident. So Yeah. So Quark's doing like real crimes here. Yeah. He's gonna steal the crystals I think they're guarding that's important to a plague somewhere? Not hundred percent. Well, they're important to Kobliads. They said they were a dying race and they need it for like cell regeneration, I think. Yeah. And Quark is like, Yeah, we can hijack that. Sounds cool. Yeah, it's fine. He's you know, he's just the middleman. Quark's like but no, I'm not doing anything. It's fine. Yeah. I'm not breaking any... No, I'm not breaking any laws. He's talking to friends. We're doing a <laughs> lot. Some friends. After hours. In the corner. We're playing in the dark. Riffs. Like, what if we were to plan a knock over that freighter? Like, that'd be fucked up, right? <laughs> what would you we the were role-playing. Yeah. Role-playing what, what would happen if we tried to hijack the freighter. Yeah. This does beg the, or raise the question, what do they do with dead bodies normally? Because he's just been here hanging out. What do they do? Do it, they just it, decide on a date and inject them into space? <laughs> I'm sure there's a family. They, they put them in stasis until the body's claimed. I'm sure a lot like... I guess, yeah. yeah. I mean, a pauper's grave is a lot different. Which is like... Yeah. I'm sure then they just put him in a little torpedo. Have Scotty play the bagpipes and shoot them out into space. (laughs) Become space junk. Yeah. If you're lucky, you'll like really screw up a spaceship at some point by running into it. Hey, if you're really lucky, you find one of them Genesis planets and bam, your DNA is infused (laughs) out of the living world. (laughs) Hashtag goals. So yeah, it's... uh, (laughs) I don't know. I'm sure they're waiting for more people to claim the body so they can stab it viciously. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's valid. Yeah. There's another guy coming in. He's like, I'm Vantic 2. I would like to claim the body. <laughs> I was like, you look an awful lot like Vantica. Like, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm just his clone. Yeah. I'm completely different. I'm innocent of all crimes. <laughs> He rubs his face on the guy's fingernails. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> this will work. <laughs> so we get an explanation of, of how the ghost in the machine is inside of uh, Dr. Bashir. Yeah. But they're still looking at Kajada? Is that her name? Yeah, they're still looking at a bunch of people because they don't know how it's transmitted. Yeah. I mean, they do. It's under his fingernails. So we only need to make a list of people who touched his fingernails. Yeah. So one Which, person. That list is two. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I assume his fingernails were at some point in contact with Kajada. I mean, maybe, yeah. So, yeah. 
I mean, they even went to pains to give Kira gloves, and that's not even a fake out. Yeah, you know I mean? it's true. So true. I um, like I just don't feel, I don't feel like unless unless the Kobliads can like shoot their fingernails out, like a distance <laughs> of three feet. I just don't see. <laughs> I don't see where the mystery they, is at this point. Yeah. So. Well, it's the kind of thing where you you were expecting one person to be it, and and you didn't like reevaluate the new data all the way. Yeah. Oh man, and we get episodes that focus like, on what the what oh, is yeah. he doing here? Yeah, Starfleet officer who's too good for this, but also who's too useless for this. <laughs> He's kind of the last person you expect, but um. So yeah, I I guess as soon as it seems obvious, you know, we have one scene, then we go right to the ruby. So yeah. That's good. Um, like, we have these early episodes that kind of focus on individual characters. And this is Bashir's episode? But we don't oh. focus on that character? No. He's not, he's not really the participant here. No. No, he's not. We don't even have, like, him solving the mystery and being like, I'm Vantica, or something like that. <laughs> Like a scene where like he's in sickbay trying to wrestle his own hand. He's trying to stop him from doing a crime or reporting himself for doing crimes or something. Yeah. There's a fake out and with Primen. This yeah, this this is kind of a weird direction because yeah, Primen doesn't do what Odo tells him to, but he does do the correct thing by yeah. learning from yeah, what they've done before. I'm not sure where we're going with this guy, man. Yeah, I feel like he's just filling a bunch of time. Yeah. So, but it turns out that he does it right. He he learns from yeah. his mistakes. He's got a character arc, and the character of Primmons much more developed. Yeah. He might be in he one more episode. Job. Good job. And we will never job, see man. him again. <laughs> I feel like one of our mains could have had a character arc. Instead of Primmon. <laughs> Could have learned a lesson. Oh, about oh well. Yeah, He's yeah. too busy making a movie. Yeah. Could have I guess Odo him. gets some screen time with this. Yeah, we get to see Odo's management style. <laughs> <laughs> what Odo does. Like, what offends Odo? Because he takes on kind of a you know i don't get care about anything airs a little yeah he does but, then, but he cares about his his own authority yeah which again we've te we've pegged this guy as a fascist so i mean that tracks <laughs> yeah unfortunately and he gives him credit you know he's yeah he saves he saved our butts there yep so that's good I like how it happens to be the Rio Grande. It's always the Rio Grande. <laughs> it's, it's not always the Rio Grande. <laughs> what it is named? It's Are there any other names? Uh, the Ganges, the Yangtze King. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. I don't think they ever have one called Amazon, which seems like a miss. Mm. Um, there are other ones. But, like, it is most consistently the Rio Grande. I'll give you that one. 
Yeah. You know what? The Rio Grande is going to be a Star Trek Southerner before Primmon gets in. Okay. (laughs) That's the pecking order. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So do you think these people die or are they just, are they just disabled? incapacitated like in in a unit oh way to go guy (laughs) like completely dead that completely dead-eyed stare um yeah i think they're dead like yeah i think it's equally easy to get a phaser to do something yeah right and just stun people because that's all you need to do but i don't know it seems like everybody uses disruptors just to be a jerk yeah yeah that makes sense they're mercenaries so can we talk about Alexander Stig Elfadil's acting choices <laughs> for Vantica? This is, I, I, I'm afraid that this is what I sound like when I try to make my voice sound lower. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's that special mix of evil and heavily medicated. <laughs> That's not possible. It, it's so weird. Yeah, it's so stiff. Yeah. Oh, and it's so weird. It's really good. They dubbed this with Alexander Stig's voice. Did they? So this is the better take. This is the one they wanted. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. It's like, oof. Oof. And then, like, it makes me think that maybe, maybe this isn't immortality. Like, maybe he just got, like, a bad copy. It's like, I'm going to copy my whole personality. I'm like, I don't know if your whole personality is going to fit in or figure it out. He's like, I just need the evil parts. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, it's so goofy, his his acting here. Oof. And I don't want to blame it all on the actor. Like, there was a director for this. There, there is a director for this, for sure. Yeah. There, there's someone who said, yeah, we need to re-record this. There's someone who put the evil spotlight grid on his face. <laughs> who just thought that was the way to go. Yeah. Lots of questions. Which is really unfortunate, because... You know, a lot of shows will have really cool acting tricks, especially when it comes to switching bodies or switching minds, where actors act like each other, and it's so cool to see them do that. And then there's this, and you're like, oh. Is is that a good place call out with Darcy Garden? A lot of shows do it, right? Okay. Like, I think um, Third Rock from the Sun is is what's coming to mind. Okay. They had a body swap episode. Yeah, yeah. It's common in sitcoms, I guess. I, I see it a lot with, with animation, which is a lot easier to translate. But True. And it's very impressive in live action. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Darcy Carden played like all four of the mains, none of which were her, oh. in uh, The Good Place for an episode. Oh, and okay, okay. They're all wearing her clothes, but you can tell who each one of them is really quickly. Yeah. Um, and it feels like them. She just does a great job. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that doesn't happen here. <laughs> it sure doesn't. And again, because we don't know who Vantica is before. Yeah. And so, like, there's nothing for Alexander Sig to pick up and, like, glom onto to pull us over to connect us to that character. He's just being a bad guy. Yeah. And, yeah, it does come down to the directing as well. Because yeah. he could have just talked naturally, but added kind of a sneer he could have just done that yeah he could have affected an american accent they, they teach that in british schools i think <laughs> but, 
Look, Batman and Spider-Man speak with completely unaffected American accents. Hans yeah. Gruber could do it. Like, <laughs> surely, yeah. surely Alexander Siddig could. But um, he could do a Cockney accent. <laughs> Can you invade Atlantica to, like, riding sleigh? <laughs> I'm gonna blow up your ship, yeah, I am. <laughs> and the Starfleet can't do anything because they can't understand what he's saying. Like, what? <laughs> um, all I can think of is that dark place line. Sometimes to be a bigot, you have to be a bigger bigot. <laughs> so about the the Scottish fog, Scottish Scotch mist episode. But anyway, uh, whatever. He has some kind of impasse, and so they're gonna work up a space thing to fix his space thing and de-space everything. Which is weird, because it is an impasse, but he's acting like it isn't. He's acting like it's fine. Yeah. Like, is the criminal who's dedicated to living forever, is he gonna kill himself? Yeah. Like, no. 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 Like, that's not even close, dude. It doesn't, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, he's not a fanatic fighting for a cause. He's yeah. just the dime store clearance bin Hans Gruber. <laughs> he just wants to steal a bunch of money. <laughs> he gives a crap. Yeah. Because so. he doesn't even want the Duridium for himself anymore because he's no longer Kobliad. Yeah, I think it's just like retail. You're just going to sell it. <laughs> so. Dr. Bashir continuing Dr. to be She's useless. Like, what? Well, to be fair, though, you went to sleep and you woke up in a completely different ship. And your captain's like, lower Raise the shields. Yeah, lower the shields. <laughs> what the fuck? I guess Bashir's going to get used to that, honestly. But still, <laughs> he's new to it. But, uh, yeah, but whatever. They, they let Bashir take over for long enough that he lowers the shields. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like somewhere in this they drew lots for this <laughs> this privilege yeah I was gonna say like who was it the short stick the good stick or <laughs> yeah. yes everybody wants to shoot this dude so. like look he's good at what he does but at the same time he, he's <laughs> also yeah it's very shootable he's very shootable yeah Oh, yeah, she performed surgery with the transporter. I forgot about that. They should do yeah, more surgeries which... with transporters. <laughs> but glial cells are important. They're really oh, important. They? Yeah, they're they're part of your, your nervous system. They, um, yeah, they're part of the central nervous system. They don't produce the electrical impulse, but they form myelin, which is a really important protective, like, white matter around your nerve cells. Okay. They're, they're pretty important. I, I don't think you can just beam a whole lot of them out and be like, well, we're done. <laughs> I don't think that's okay. Maybe it was just the bad glial cells. Just, just enough glial cells to let a completely foreign intelligence take over a person's brain. So what? <laughs> it's five. Five? Six? <laughs> Twelve glial cells at most? Yeah, it's probably more glial cells than you should take out of a person at once. 
Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe they add them back in off screen. Yeah. Maybe that's what that is. She's going to hit him with the hypospray of glial cells. <laughs> glial cells. Yeah. Some right additional neck. glial cells. Some of your brains in your <laughs> neck now. The important parts. <laughs> Smile. This plot makes no it's, sense. Yeah. That's, it's another like weird thing where like, oh, I have the worst headache. Oh, that's so funny. I teleported important like parts of your neurology out of your body. <laughs> Is Chief O'Brien a brain surgeon now, technically speaking? <laughs> yeah, he could be. He probably has macros for that. <laughs> so. <sighs> yeah. I'm surprised she doesn't take out a knife and just stab <laughs> the cells. I'm like, oh, it's really just the one thing with you, isn't it? <laughs> the... The, the disintegrating is more complete. <laughs> yeah. She already got yeah. the stabbing out. Oh, ah, see, this is why Bajor shouldn't be an open carry planet. <laughs> it's not, though, right? Yeah. You're not supposed to carry a phaser with you on the station. I mean, you're right. You're right. Odo says you can't do that. She can't, yeah. I guess. I guess she's law enforcement. She's, in, she's a space marshal, so it's fine. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. She has a badge and everything. <laughs> But I guess that resolves the legal problem of the glial cells. It's like, yeah. Okay. I guess. Is that a person? Goodbye. It's a personality. It lives. But no, I guess it doesn't live now. So there we are. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. No yeah, legal sense so, uh... the Judge Dreadway. But yeah, no. What's um, <laughs> Final thoughts, the passenger. That sure was an episode where some things happen. Look, they get better, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I believe you. I believe you. Okay. I, I feel bad for Dr. Bashir. He doesn't get an episode where he actually gets to do anything. He's just got no, this. He doesn't. It's a... Rip. Yeah, rip. So. All right. In two weeks, we are going to watch. Is it Move Along Home? Is that what's next? Yes, it is. Oh, buddy. Commander Sisko, in dress uniform, prepares to receive the first formal alien delegation from the Gamma Quadrant. So yeah, that's that's so a very helpful weird and specific. You know what I mean? I I feel like for some of these, they just watched the first, like they just watched the teaser and yeah. wrote, wrote about that. I I feel like there was a back of a DVD box they could have read. Like you know, yeah, it's yeah. weird. But it is about their first especially contact. Since, hmm? Yeah, especially since some of the descriptions have been more meaningful. Yeah. It's just, it's bizarre. But they do meet the first aliens. They do have official first contact with the aliens from the other side of the wormhole. So. They had unofficial contact before, right? With Captain Pursuit? Yeah. Yeah, they met those guys. Yeah. There's like some jerks out there. But now these are guys, like we talked to their government. We're having a diplomatic delegation. Is Chief O'Brien going to be the diplomat? No, 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 no. He's still going to be gone. He's still going to be gone. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So... I'm gonna tell they you have right to find now. someone else for him, though. Then, um, I think I think Primmons in that one too. So, ah, I see. Yeah, man, can't wait. I can. <laughs> you can. <laughs> like, just remember whenever you said that you're sure that there are better episodes ahead. Just, just remember <laughs> that. Just remember it. <laughs> 
It's it's season one. It's fine. They're still entertaining, even when they're kind of cringy. At least so far. That's so. good. That's good to hear. Like you get character moments in it at least. DS Nine's real you good do. about that. Character moments are interesting information, that sort of thing. So. Or just the ability to watch Doctor Bashir do the stiffest acting imaginable, really. Okay, he doesn't do anything like that until like season five again. So we're we're in pretty good shape. <laughs> so. Uh, but, poor guy. So just remember until then uh, that you exist here. <laughs>